0: Goosebumps number 58, Deep Trouble 2 by R.L. Stein. Something's fishy again. The fish are biting. Everyone. Billy Deep and his sister Sheena are spending another summer in the Caribbean on their uncle's totally cool floating lab. The weather is beautiful, and there are lots of neat places to go swimming and snorkeling. Billy and Sheena are great swimmers, but even great swimmers get into trouble, especially this year. This year, there's something really scary going on under the sea. The fish all seem to be growing. Bigger and bigger, into monster size, a sea creatures with monster sized appetites. Listener, beware! You're in for a scare. Nice kids. They're gonna love Dark Falls. (laughs) Somebody's out there. Something or something. Saber's coming. Sabers are very Stay out of the basement! I must have your beautiful hands. You know how much I love how you And I want my bride and... <laughs> You must drink or treat forever. Happy uh-huh. Viewers, beware. You're in for a scare. Hey guys, welcome to welcome to Dead Cash. Hey you guys, welcome to welcome to welcome to welcome to. I'm Daniel Montgomery I'm Matthew Scott Montgomery And boy do we love Goosebumps You guys we're getting into trouble today Deep Trouble Again You guys Deep Trouble is the shortest book in the Goosebumps series That's right There is another Goosebumps book that has The Horrors of the Black Ring have less pages Mm -hmm. But the word count is the smallest out of any Goosebumps book Is Deep Trouble 2 Deep Deep Trouble 2 has the least amount of words And girl I will tell you what You guys are in for a real salty saltwater treat tonight today this morning this afternoon this evening because in these short short pages jovial bob crams in some wild crazy stuff crazy big budget wild jumanji movie nastiness wow it's crazy you guys this book came out in august 1997 matthew would you tell the listeners what the book cover looks like um, well, really quickly, ugh, before I do that, okay. if you guys remember, Deep Trouble 2, this is the sequel to Deep Trouble number 19 that came out a thousand years ago. Oh, my God. It's such a long stretch between Deep Trouble and Deep Trouble 2, don't you Don't you think? Oh, of course, but it's only a year in book time. And also, there's going to be a third, sequ- a third sequel, a second sequel, a third book in the... Deep Trouble World, Creep, from, Creep the deep, from the Deep, which is Goosebumps Horrorland number two, but that one retcons this one completely. Like this one doesn't exist. I think Carl Stein just forgot. Yeah, probably. I think so, um, but I do think this book's a lot of fun, and the cover's a lot of fun too. Is it? So I think it's fun. The colors are, and we this is the original copy. The colors are kind of a um middle magenta. St- yeah, I was gonna say like a middle school a toenail polish magenta. Yes. And then like a really, really light Robin's egg blue. Robin's egg blue It's a blue egg shale. Do you remember the first <laughs> the deep trouble cover was so provocative and skitty because and it was this very ha- sensual. Yeah, it was this hammerhead shark. There was a ba- that was Finna Attack, our lead character Billy Billy Deep on the cover of the book. Well, this one is it's a- much less sexy. It's much much less sexy. There is an underwater scene, and what's so fun is if you go to goosebumps.wikia.com, there is an illustration guideline of how this book cover was created from its original pencil sketch through every step of it being painted through the final image, and it's really fun to it's look at. It's pretty beautiful. Yeah, it is pretty gorgeous. Anyway, what's that image, you ask? It's like an underwater scene with a bunch of, like, um, corally, kelpy... Um, uh, floating things from the the sandy bottom of the ocean. There's kind of like an abandoned, vaguely piratey ship that's kind of dilapidated and old under the water. But our real focus in the cover of the book is this angry, pink-eyed, um, sharp-toothed goldfish that is swimming for your nerve. You know, it took me a long time to understand that this goldfish was supposed to be huge. Yes. And I have a really hard time lo- looking at this cover and not just thinking it's just a normal-sized, tiny little goldfish, I don't know why – I I don't connect with this cover. Same. As you guys heard at the beginning of the podcast, um, the description of the book, Deep Trouble 2 is going to be about some big old fish. And so this is a big goldfish, and it's supposed to look big in um, proportion to this abandoned, you know, underwater crashed pirate ship. It just looks like a tiny ship. goldfish with big bulbous pink eyes. Yeah, it looks like a tiny goldfish that's swimming straight towards the camera, and that, that abandoned ship – what do you call it when it's fucking, like, crashed in the ocean or something at the bottom of the ocean? Is there a word for that? I think there is, but I, I really can't think of it right now. Yeah, anyway. Um, uh, I need... Uh, shipwreck. I need to... Yes. A shipwreck. Yeah, shipwreck. That was thinking. God, I need to eat more fish. Now, that's brain food. <gasps> um, yeah, to me, it just looks like a fish swimming towards the camera. Anyway, um, but also, um, before Daniel takes it away, I wanted to read... Um, um, as was the trend with these original books when they came out in the 90s, um, there are, in the middle of the book, is like trading cards and um, that we sometimes read from. And I was just saying to Daniel, like sometimes I don't like reading the trading cards because they're a little spoilery. I know, but, spoiler alert. But bitch, I'm going to read this one anyway. It's not super spoilery. So this one says, Deep Trouble 2, starring Billy Deep, our narrator. He's a real swell guy. And real is spelled R-E-E-L. Do you get it? Because fishing. <laughs> oh my God, I love Starring Sheena Deep Billy's know-it-all little sister Bitch. Starring Dr. George Deep He's got a floating lab You've got to see it to believe it C is spelled S-E-A Don't forget, Arl Stein is comedy writer first And never was interested in horror (laughs) Starring Dr. Ritter He's fishing for trouble Puns, I love puns The setting is In the blue-green waters of the Caribbean Caribbean, surrounded by monster-sized fish And then the real deal, here's a quote from Arlstein himself. It says, Deep Trouble is one of the best-selling Goosebumps books of all time. So I knew that if I didn't write Deep Trouble 2, I'd be in deep trouble with my readers. If your favorite activity at the beach is collecting jellyfish, you'll love this book. Oh, my God. And I have to say, I had such a fun time rereading this book because I read it by the pool. And Same I, here. I read it in the pool. I read it in one sitting while I was walking around the pool. And I have a glorious, gorgeous Instatan after reading this outside by the pool. We so, go deep. So if you happen to read this book around summer times or if you're somewhere that's hot, girl, I recommend having this book by the ocean, Cake by the Ocean. Wow. And we stay up on night. Let's get to it. Billy Deep in this book is 13 because last book he was 12. Wow, he's getting so old. I can't believe he's all grown up. And so he's back, you know, on the Cassandra, which is... Guess who's back in the motherfucker. Dr. Deep's um, boat is called the Cassandra. And he's back there with his sister Sheena, who is now 11 because last book she was 10. Math. and Dr. Deep is their, you know, their scientist uncle. The book starts off with a quick recap of the book, again, which which in, in the book timeline last Oh, yeah, we didn't even talk about summer. it. I mean, the first book, do you want to talk about the first book? Just really quickly. It's about, like, mermaids and saving mermaids and stuff. Remember? Yeah, of course I remember. I just okay, to sure that's to the recap. That's it. You guys remember, if not, listen to the episode. Cool. Bye. Love you. So the episode starts off with, uh, I'm sorry, the book starts off with Billy snorkeling around some fire coral just, like, snorkeling and snorkeling and and feeling his oats when all of a sudden he senses danger nearby. He just knows it's nearby. And he does this sort of, like, cute kind of thing where he's like, I'm Billy the uh, Undersea Adventurer. Oh, I'm Billy. I, you know see the ocean and I fight creatures and I'm an explorer oh no here comes a giant octopus this giant octopus shows up and one of the tentacles grabs Billy's neck and he's like oh no And he's like the suction pods are snapping to my skin wow I hate that And they tie it around his body and pull him down into the inky blackness as the octopus shoots ink everywhere. Oh no. And he's about to lose consciousness. Can you believe this is already happening in this book? It's the first two pages. And he starts to see red and yellow stars and he was like then he thinks oh how can I defeat this octopus? I know. I'll start tickling it. So he starts tickling the octopus and the octopus says to him stop tickling me. And Billy's like okay it wasn't an octopus it was Sheena and they're just playing around. I knew it. So to paint the picture just so you guys know, they both ha- both Sheena and Billy have straight black hair, dark blue eyes, and bushy eyebrows. So they look exactly like me. Yeah, Daniel's Billy and I'm Billy. <laughs> Sheena's like, I hate these games you play. And uh, Arlstein reminds us through Billy that Sheena likes cold, hard facts. She hates games and fun. And she says, Billy, stop being a moron and Billy's like huh, she's such a fuddy duddy I'm gonna play a trick on her so like you know the first half of this book and then kind of pretty much the whole book that the whole thing is about just I have to play pranks on my sister because I have to play pranks because she played pranks now I have to play pranks they're just gonna and I play, have to walk the prank they're just gonna prank 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 and so he grabs this vinyl gray pillow from the deck of the Cassandra mm-hmm. and holds a corner of it above the water, making it look like a shark's fin. Oh, deepest bluest, my hat is like a shark's fin. And has and like sort of swims under the water and like makes makes it look like a shark is tum- coming towards her. And he hears her screaming, "Shark, shark!" And he's like, <laughs> "I got her good!" And sees that she's swimming towards the boat. Lol. But then he re- turns around and realizes, and that then she's he realizes about a real shark. Wow, did I give it away? No, I was gonna say, like, can we just, we just railroad past this whole fucking prank? Like, like, the only, you would find out it's not a shark the second you looked underwater and saw it was a boy holding a pillow. You know what I mean? Like, well, he was like, the shark is behind him, so he couldn't see it. No, I was saying Sheena could have easily just looked and seen that it wasn't, like,. Oh, I think she knew that. I think she just saw the real shark. And no, did- what I'm saying is, Billy was trying to pull a prank on Sheena, pretending to be a shark, right? Right. But Sheena could have just looked underwater and say, seen, hey, that's not a fucking shark. That's my brother holding a pillow. Oh, well, you're thinking about it way too much. Well, Am I, or do you not think about it enough? I don't know w- when this became a personal attack <laughs> against me. <laughs> But I was, I just, I don't know if you know this, but I just read these books for fun. <laughs> I like cold, hard facts. Wow. wow. It turns out you I guess are I Sheena. I am and not Sheena. Billy. I'm so not Sheena, though. No, you're not. Anyway, the shark is swimming towards him. And I love some of this description in this book. But Arlstein points out that it has huge, snapping jaws and glassy black eyes, and that the, that the sharp shark is as big as a whale. Wow. Also, um,. When we're talking about snapping jaws. Does that mean underwater you can hear the snap when they snap together? And, like, can you hear that underwater? I think you. I. Here I, I go again, thinking about it too much. Classic Sheena. Well, unless its jaws are popping up in the air and it's snapping in the air. But, like, doesn't snapping mean making a noise? Well, wow, I'm being really I'm 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 being such a fire coral to all these things today. I'm really giving everyone the red ass. I'll be quiet. Go no, for it. No, no. It's important that you speak all these things out loud. Yeah, I have to speak my truth. Anyway the snapping is happening. Yeah, uh, yeah. Also, this is like what chapter two and we've already had a fake octopus attack, but now here's a real shark attack the size of a whale. So they make it to the boat in time, thank God, because they could have died. And the shark slams into the side of the ship really hard and then swims off. And Dr. Deep comes from below the deck and is like, what is going on? They're like, a shark, a shark. And he says, I don't believe you. There are no sharks in these waters, especially one big enough to rock the boat. And they're like, no, you don't understand. You don't understand. And he's like, well, anyway, let me cush bring you down to the d- below deck to see the science lab. And he shows them a tank with, it has a large silver fish in the tank. And that silver fish is as big as a dog. And Billy's like, wait a minute, I recognize that fish. That's a minnow, but it can't be. It just can't be. And Dr. Deep is like, huh, I wonder why it's so big. That's strange. And Billy goes is going. Billy's like, I don't know. I'm gonna go feed my goldfish. And Doctor Deep says, Hey, which his goldfish is in his like cabin or whatever. Doctor Deep is like, Hey, why don't you feed it with some plankton? I keep plankton in glass jars in this cabinet. You see, plankton is tiny little plants and animals that clump together and float around in the water. I have to say, when I was reading this. Plankton sounded really good. It does sound really good. I think it's funny how Doctor Deep is like, "Wow, that fish is big." I don't know what's happening there. Billy gets to his cabin and he, when he sees the fish bowl, he screams and he goes, "Oh no! There's someone's head. There's someone's head in my fish bowl. Oh no! What's the story, fish bowl? Everyone runs in and Sheena can't stop laughing because in the in the goldfish bowl there's a doll's head that she put in there, and because of like science and magnifying the doll's head looks really big in the bowl <laughs> and he was like Oh, sheena but where's my goldfish and my snell and sheena's like oh i put them in a smaller bowl in the meantime don't worry i just wanted to pull a brand even sheena loves a good prank she puts them back in the bowl and Billy's like, "Hey, I don't think my snail and goldfish look right." But let me feed them let me feed them some plankton and after they have the plankton, they seem a pity cool. Me too, me too. I want some plankton. I'm hungry. The next day Billy I'm is bungers. like, "All right, I've got to think about something to get, I've got to think of something to get Sheena back. I've got to think of something." And then he has a plan. He has a perfect plan. Now, Dr. Deep told them not to go too far from the boat. But like, what's wrong with just a little snorkeling? Yeah, what's this book called again? Deep Trouble. So this is part of this is part of Billy's plan, which we don't know what it is yet. But Billy gets in the water and he's swimming around, and Sheena catches him and is like, "Hey, what are you doing? Hey." I want to join. I want to swim too. So they check out this super cool coral reef and they see all these lemon yellow fish swimming around the reef and eating plankton. Hot. And then Billy sees that Sheena is following something murky ahead. Wait, wait. And she, he's go, she's going out farther and farther deep into the sea. That's too far. No. And Billy please. follows her and says, wait. And then he sees that that something murky up ahead looks like a huge billowing blob of blob of pink bubbles gum. Just so you know, this is where my nightmares start. Creep. Nightmare. This is too scary. No, Sheena, I don't like for it. For some reason, Sheena doesn't seem to notice the huge billowing pink blob in front of her. Much like she maybe wouldn't have noticed Billy pretending to be a shark. I don't know because she's swimming with her head straight down. Mm. But Billy tries to get her attention, and then that pink thing literally swallows swallows her up like a big pink clam. I could not believe what I was reading when I was reading this because I was like, girl. We're getting to full tilt monster territory. There is a big pink clam who's eaten a little girl already. This is this is too crazy. It's it's crazy, and it's kind of gross. It's an enormous jellyfish, and I don't know how this jellyfish isn't stinging her. I don't know. And she is trapped inside the veiny, gooey, pink insides of the creature. Ew, and sick. Sounds trying... like my weekend. <laughs> Ew, sick. He's trying to pull her out and scratch her out, but it's simply too slimy. Billy knew what he had to do. He had to go inside and pull her out of the pink clam. (laughs) And so he starts working his hand and shoving his head in. And as he shoves his head in, it rubs him raw and it pulses and sucks him deep inside. Ew, sounds like my weekend. And he has to yank her out. He's being rubbed raw as as he pulls her out of the pink goo. And he grabs her flipper, but then his flip—the flipper pulls off, and then her foot is—he—he he realizes that her foot is stuck in the pink skin, and the pink skin starts tightening around the foot and starts tightening around him. Oh no, pink sock! And it's the, the pink skin is tightening around him so tight, he feels like his insides are about to explode. And then it's squeezing him, it's squeezing him so tight, 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 tight to death. Sounds like your weekend. <laughs> And he's about to black out when the grip on the pink skin is loosened, and he hears a horrible sucking noise, and it all gets pulled apart. dude sick. Can you guys believe this? I know. It's so gross and so sensual. Yeah. And he says, what happened? And he sees that the jellyfish let go because there's an even bigger jellyfish spreading towards them, trying to swallow the other jellyfish. And then the jellyfish start fighting each other and start slapping each other. This is where it gets so ridiculous because, you guys, these jellyfish are so big. Not only can they easily swallow two Chirin, but because they start wrestling, these giant jellyfish start wrestling and slapping and twisting, trying to swallow each other with these Sticky slaps slamming into each other, that the ocean becomes a churning tornado of foamy waves. White with foam. And Billy and Sheena struggle to get back to the boat, and they finally get aboard. And they have to find Doctor Deep to tell him what's going on. And they're like, "Doctor Deep, a shark attacked the boat." Doctor Deep, two giant jellyfish tried to eat us. Doctor Deep, it's page six. Doctor Deep, one of them sucked me in and rubbed me raw. Help, help me! But there's no Doctor Deep around. He's nowhere to be found. And then the boat starts shaking and a shaking. It shakes so bad that it to starts wiggling and shaking, quaking and cracking. And they're like, "What is this? An earthquake?" Then they hear glasses breaking in the galley down below. Below, the fathoms below no, in the lab. Please. And Billy struggles to get to his cabin, but the boat is rocking and slamming them back and forth. And he sees that the passage to his cabin is blocked by a big black shiny thing in a disgusting puddle of white slime. It's his snail. Wow, we're really getting our bang for our bunk in this book because we got giant monsters galore. This giant snail has long antenna and big, sad, watery eyes, and it said, Help me, help me. <laughs> I was like, what is happening? But then he realizes it's not the snail that's saying, help me. It's Dr. Deep who's trapped in the slime under the snail. He's suffocating under the snail's white slime? He says, help, it's going up my nose. Help, it's thick as shaving cream. Um, disgusting. Disgusting. And they try and pull the snail off, but it's sucking on him so good it won't budge. Wow. But they try and push and push and push. So they said, instead of pulling and pushing, why don't we try and slide it because it's so lubed up? Let's just slide it off of him. Wow. And they slip and slide and they push it and slides right off of him, but he's covered in white gunk. And he says, gross. And the boat, he said, I don't know what happened. The boat started shaking. I fell down and then all of a sudden the snail was on top of me, sucking me and rubbing me raw. <laughs> and then- <laughs> Wow, are we really gonna get our explicit rating for this episode? <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm just talking about a children's book. Yeah, eight to twelve year olds target audience for this deep trouble too. And um, they they are like, no, no you don't understand. There were these jellyfish, and then, then all of a sudden the boat starts shaking more and more and more, and they realize that the boat is gonna tip over. And then they hear a boom, 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 boom. boom. A, a boom 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 coming from uh Billy's room. And Billy slips and slides down the hall on the slime to investigate it, but it's so slippery and slimy. He slides past Sheena's He slides past Sheena's door. And because the ship is like on its side at this point, it's as if the side of the hallway is is the ground. So if you if there's, like, a door, and you step on the door on the floor, the door's gonna cave in, and you're gonna fall into the room because it's sideways. Way, sideways stories from Wayside School. And this is basically what happens. He almost slips and falls into the doorway, but manages to heave himself over and starts sliding... A, this is very exciting for me. Yeah, it's like Jurassic Park, but, like, on a boat. And he's sliding down the hallway towards his door, because that was Sheena's room, and he manages to open his door and sees that his... His goldfish is huge. Uh, I guess he has two goldfish. I didn't, re- I didn't remember that. Yeah. The bowl... The, he sees that his fishbowl is broken and that, that his two goldfish are absolutely huge and just flopping all over the place. And that they were the size of his buddy. And... They are so heavy and big that they are weighing the ship down on its side. So that's why the boat is tipping over. Wow. And they're like, oh, no, we have to get these fish off the ship. They're sinking the ship. So I don't know how they do this. And it's not clearly explained. And it's, it happens really fast. Not unlike in uh, the Bamos Snowman at Pasadena when they explain how they got the snowman out of that giant cave and took it all the way back to Pasadena. Yep. So, basically, they pull the goldfish out of the room and then end up, like, throwing them overboard. Um, And not not before the thick tail of one of them slaps Sheena really hard. Slaps her good in the face. So heavy. And they're like, wow, that was really hard. Those two flopping fish with their sharp scales were really heavy. And then the boat sort of, like, rights itself and is, like, normal again. And the snail at this point has slid into the lab. The boat is a total mess. I know. Everything's just trash. And Billy goes to get a mop from his room, and he hears someone on the deck. And he pops up on the deck and sees that there are three total strangers standing there. And the strangers are like, oh, we, we saw you're having trouble with your boat. It looked like it was going to tip over, so we thought we would come on to your boat and save you. And so let me explain what these guys look like, first and foremost. Okay. They're all wearing shorts, button-down shirts, and boat shoes. The sort of leader of them is Mr. R- uh, Dr. Ritter. He's tall and thin with long brown hair. And another one, his name is Mel Mason, and he's a burly sunburned dude. And the third one is Adam Brown. Adam is one curly-haired guy with a long, beaky nose and a bird-like face. Fly away, bird. So we got Dr. Ritter, Mel, and Adam. And they see that there's a motorboat. Billy and Sheena and Dr. Deep see that there's a motorboat tied up to the side, assuming and it's Dr. Dr. Deep's like, oh, we weren't having any trouble. There weren't giant fish on board here. We just hit some rough water, but we are fine now. And Dr. Deep is clearly trying to cover this up. Dr. Ritter is like, oh, cool. That's, that's fine. I'm a scientist. And they kind of do this thing where it's like, oh, yeah, what are you studying? And then the other one's like, science. And it's like, oh, I know science. What kind of science do you study? W- water science. And they don't want to tell each other too much. And they're like, oh, well, Great. Very cool. Doctor Ritter's like, well, bitch, I got myself a floating lab too. What have you been studying? And he's like, oh, just stuff in a floating lab. I can't really share it. It's really early stages. And so Doctor Ritter's like, all right, well, well, I guess see you I'll... later, okay? But have Glad you guys... you, can... you happen to have? Have you guys seen anything weird? And Billy's like, yeah, we saw a big goldfish, and, and Dr. Then there was a like, shark. Shut the fuck up. And then there was a, a jellyfish, and Doctor Deep is like, stop it. And Dr. Buz, oh, Billy, that's my nephew, Billy. He's just kidding. He's Don't got listen a, to him. He has a crazy imagination. And Dr. Ritter's like, no, I think you're telling the truth, son. I think you are. And he says, and I'm sorry you saw those creatures because now I can't let you go. You've seen too much. And he snaps his fingers, and Mel and Adam comes toward, come no, towards, no, not him. Mel Mason and Adam Brown with his beak like nose and his bird like face. And Sheena's like, no, he's a liar. Don't listen to him. I'm a big fat liar. And as this is happening, that big old fat snail comes plopping on deck. Snail, you gave us away. And basically, the guys grab Billy and Sheena hard. Ouch! And Doctor Ritter says, "What a shame you wandered into my plankton beds. My ex." It was a a brilliant brilliant podcast. This is so fucking ridiculous. It made me laugh out loud. And he goes, It could save the world. I've been injecting a growth hormone into the plankton so I can feed the world with big fish. So he's trying to make fish big with this plankton to feed the world. He says, "I <laughs> to can't solve have you world st- hunger." I don't know. I can't have you stealing my ideas. So they force them—the whole group, the group of guys—force Billy and Sheena and Doctor Deep onto their motorboat, and they like take off. So there happens—this is a motorboat, but there also happens to be like a deck down below, uh, like a lower deck. Damn, on the I love a deck down. <laughs> That's really very good and I laugh very hard about that later. <laughs> and they end up any they end up tying up um, it's it's kind of like Dead Calm if you've ever seen Dead Calm starring <laughs> Nicole Kidman and Billy Zane and Sam Neill. It's really so good. It is good. I really love that movie. And they tie them up in cheese, down stees. And Billy tries to bite one of them on the arm to distract them so they wouldn't and he and does end up biting one of the guys in the arm so hard that the guy it gets a little distracted and doesn't tie Billy up too tight. But I'm like, tie me up tight. But really safe word? Mine is plankton. So Doctor Deep um, it's kind of, they're all tied up and Dr. Deep is talking to Dr. Ritter he's like no the, these experiments they're not the, 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 there's a problem with these experiments you know they, they'll disrupt nature what the will the big fish of fe- the oceans the, what's going to happen what will the big fi- fish eat will they start eating people oh no and wh- at once all three of them the guys go upstairs billy manages to pull one of his arms out of the ropes ouch but because it wasn't tied so tightly and he unties himself and unties Dr. Deep when the door opens and Dr. Ritter's there and he's like, want to get off the boat? Do ya?" And they tie, they're like, fine, we'll take you off the boat. And so they, then they just untie everyone, even though they just tied them up and take them to the edge of the deck. And they're like going to throw them off the deck. Say, which one of you wants to go first? And for me, I'm like, yeah, throw me off the boat. Yeah. You know, like, I don't know. Maybe I can swim. To, I, I don't know. But they're like, oh, no, we're going to throw, be thrown off the boat and we'll immediately die. And Billy's like, I'll go first. Ooh. And they tr- but they try and talk their way out of it. They're like, we won't say anything. We promise. And Dr. Ritter's like, I don't believe you. I hate snoops. And so Billy prepares for his final breath because he's going to die immediately when he hits Are you the ready- water. Are you guys ready for some fucked up Jurassic World shit? So get ready. He's almost thrown off when all of a sudden he's stopped by these loud noises and these dark shadows. And it's these huge seagulls that are flying overhead, swooping towards them, screeching all the way down. These fucking seagulls, you guys, attack, like violently attack everyone on board. Well, the the villains, basically. So, and Dr. Deep pushes Billy and Sheena down on the deck, protecting them from the seagull attack, and as their, like, heads are down, they hear these horrible noises, and as the seagulls are tearing the, the guys apart, and Dr. Deep says, now's our chance! And they find a lifeboat, untie it, are about to jump in when Mel stops them with a sharp spear gun, basically threatens them with it. It's like, "Don't you're not going on anywhere, and sort of, like, brandishes this, this spear gun, and Dr. Deep goes, just jump, just jump! So the three of them jump Jump off the side of the boat and and Mel Mason fires, and Doctor D like falls down like ugh. and then he's like oh wait it missed me, and they're like oh phew. and so then they they continue to they continue that jump that was already happening and jump into the lifeboat and start to paddle away, and as they paddle away, Doctor Ritter tries to shoot them with the spear gun, but he gets but he gets instead knocked around by the giant seagull that just murdered Adam. And they are thrown around the, – the family, the deeps, are thrown around by the waves as they paddle away. And Sheena gets knocked off the boat, but they pull her – lifeboat, but they pull her back up. And it is just absolutely crazy and high seas adventure. And the boat starts filling with water, and they huddle in the boat as the sky darkens. And it's nighttime now. And what are they going to do? What are we going to do? It's so crazy. Like, this is like – aren't we getting your bang for your buck in this book, you guys? Like, it's full tilt jungle madness its just like it's completely and in, completely insanity and you know what it's about to get crazier no it really does crack boom lightning thunder dark skies cold heavy rain they're like what are we gonna do and they try to get the water out of the boat using their shoes to dump the water out and but the rain eventually stops it's nighttime they're cold they're hungry there's the same thing and they huddle together for warmth and, and then they, they end up fall falling asleep, and you know they've been through a horrendous storm, and yeah, they wake up when they hit up when they hit sand, and they see the sun is shining. They've the sun is shining. They've slept through the night, and they're now on a deserted island. And they kind of are like, uh, and they find a coconut and eat it, and you know Yummers. walk around the beach, and they they're like let's take a look. walk around the beach, and they walk down one side of the like the coast. And after about 10 minutes of walking, they end up back by the boat. It's a super small island. They walked all the way around it in 10 minutes. And they're like, what are we going to do? So Billy's like, I'll go get some wood to make a fire. And they're like, oh, man, it looks like we're going to be stranded here. So Dr. Deep tries to start a fire. Sheena catches, like, a small fish with her hands. And they're Mm -hmm. like, well, this is our life now. And... Billy and Sheena start to wade out deeper into the water to just cast, catch fish with their hands so they Ooh, can eat something. Ooh, this part, this part. But that's when Billy feels a sharp pain in his foot. Ouch. You know what it is, you guys? This is so this is fucking terrifying. It's a huge, hairy, purple-brown crab the size of a card table. What is a card table? It's like a table you play cards on. Oh. Anyway, so it's a giant crab, and its pincers are wrapped around Billy's toe. Ouch. Billy manages to pull out of the pincer and run, but the crab chases them onto the beach. And so they have to climb up in the trees to get away from the click, click, snap, snap of this crab. Isn't that so terrifying? I hate the idea of a sideways running crab that's so giant. And it's trying to snip and clap and crack and snap crack at my sweet little feet as I'm scrambling up a coconut tree. Your little fat pink toes. Ouch. And so while they're up in, they have to wait up in the trees as the 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 crab with its heaving body waits for them to come down and snatch them. And then all, oh no, crack. The branch holding up Billy and Sheena, I don't know what type of tree this is starts to break, and like, no, and they land on the crab's back. No, wait, not on the crab's back. They land, they they just thought they did. They actually landed on the sand because when they weren't looking, the crab had run back into the ocean. Oh, oh, okay. And then they look out to the ocean, they say, oh no the tide came in and with the tide had sucked away their yellow lifeboat now they's really fucked this is when it starts getting really crazy yeah before it was just kind of crazy so they keep eating coconut meat until it's nighttime. by the way they've mm. been they've been stranded for a whole day now and then they hear splat. That night, they hear splashing around in the ocean. They see two huge dolphins playing around. Terrifying. And they see that one of the dolphins had a the rope from the lifeboat tangled around its buddy. Are you following this? And they like um, uh, and which mean uh, and the like they have the rope of the lifeboat tied around its body, but the lifeboat is a- also attached to that rope. If that makes sense. So they run out into the ocean. And try to pull, like, the raft away from the two playing dolphins. And Billy and Sheena happen to jump in the raft as Billy tries to untie it. But the dolphin pulls them away really fast. And in the um, last minute, Dr. Deep just jumps in. And they get pulled away deep into the ocean by these two huge playing dolphins. And they're like, well, guess there's nothing we can do now. We just got to follow the dolphins. And it pulls them literally all night long page 95 so it's they've been pulled all night long that they fall asleep being pulled by the dolphin and when they wake up in the morning they see that the sea is foggy and that the dolphin has become untangled the dolphin the dolphin waves goodbye and then swims away and now they're just stuck in this in the fog in the middle of the ocean back in the lifeboat no dolphins and through the big white thick fog they see a boat they're like oh great we're gonna be saved. We're gonna be saved. Oh no, it's um, Dr. Ritter's boat. Oh no, not again. No, wait, it's not Dr. Ritter's boat. It's the Cassandra. I call bullshit because, like, listen, listen. I mean, you should, I should have called it an hour ago. <laughs> You're right, go ahead. You should have called it a long time ago. Cut. Okay, bitch. And so they're like, oh, they're so excited. Oh, we're back on the boat. I can't wait to take a shower. I can't wait to eat pancakes and mm, waffles. Ooh, And they hop back on the ship, and they hear a voice from the main cabin say, well, you know what? Breakfast is going to have to wait. You won't be hungry much longer, and it's Dr. Ritter. No, please. And Sheena, speaking for all the readers, says, I can't take this. <laughs> And Dr. Deep is like, where are your assistants? And Dr. Ritter says, I don't need them anymore. I'm full- Come down to the lab. I'm going to pull you down to the lab and tell you about the side effects of plankton. You see, if a human eats my new plankton, they turn into a fish. Forever And Dr. Deep says No, no, that's crazy And Dr. Ritter says Fine I will prove it to you then And then Dr. Ritter's like You're going to drink some, Billy You have to drink it Choose one of the bottles Or jars or whatever Of Plankton and Drink it all And Dr. Deep's like Don't fucking do that To my nephew, you bitch stay not my daughter you bitch not my daughter you bitch (laughs) and dr ritter and says like you're sick dr ritter you need some serious help he says let me take you to the shore dr ritter and get you the help that you need and he says no no billy drink drink or i'll throw you overboard so billy picks a bottle and drinks it down good Ooh. And then nothing happens. Yeah, he's not turning into a giant fish. Dr. Ritter says, give it a minute. Mel drank it, and now he's swimming in the ocean. Then they Sw- wait five minutes and nothing. So Dr. Ritter shakes him and says, fish, turn into a fish. And during this moment while while he's shaking Billy, Dr. Deep decides to attack, to decide to attack Dr. Ritter with a bottle of plankton that he smashes over him. And... They fight and fight and fight and wow, Dr. Grown Ritter gets men's away. Fighting. What? I said grown men's fighting. Yeah, Dr. Deep tackles Dr. Ritter on the deck. There's a big old fight and Billy tries to tie him up with a rope as Sheena's pinning him down. She like sits on his chest. And Dr. Deep is like, "We're going to turn you into the authorities." But Dr. Ritter manages to wriggle free and um, grabs a bottle of plankton that w- that he had held on to, I guess, during the fight. I think I said he smashed the bottle of plankton over. You did. But I don't think he did that. I think they were just fighting over the bottle or something. Sure. I don't know. That bottle of plankton that was, that was present during the fight, Dr. Ritter grabs it. Oh, yeah. So Dr. Ritter says, you'll never turn me in. And he takes the bottle, opens it, tilts it over his mouth, and drinks it down. And Dr. Ritter declares, It works. I'll prove to you it works. And Sheena's like, You can't fool us, Dr. Ritter. We know that stuff doesn't work. We saw Billy drink it. But then... Dr. Ritter's skin turns silvery silvery blue gray, and his skin starts to flake and then scale. I hate this. This is so terrifying. He shrinks. His clothes slide off. His hair falls off. His head flattens. His whole body shrinks and flattens. His arms shrivel and fins, His legs into a tail. And he flops around on the deck as a fish, flops right over the deck, and swims away. And Sheena's like, "Don't let him get away!" No. And Doctor Deep is like, "Well, you heard what he told us. Doctor R- R- Ritter will be a fish forever. He can't harm anyone now. I guess this is venture. I guess this adventure is, is over." And Billy's like, "Wow! I was never so so scared in my life." And Sheena says, I'm scared and amazed. I'll never forget the strange things we saw this week. Oh, well, mermaids last summer. This year, it's giant fish, people. Do you want to clean up and have breakfast? So they go downstairs and start cleaning up and make breakfast. And Sheena and Dr. Deeber are like, hey, Billy, how did you get away with drinking the plankton? And he says, well, let me tell you what happened. He said, I was planning on getting Sheena back. Remember when he like was was." planning a prank earlier in the book. How could I forget? He says, so what I did was I I dumped out a bottle of plankton in the ocean. Sorry, Dr. Deep. And I filled it up with iced tea. I was planning on showing Sheena that I could drink a bottle of plankton, knowing it would make her feel so sick seeing <laughs> me drink, drink plankton. But really, it would just be that iced tea. What so, a great prank. So I guess plankton looks like iced tea. I don't know. And Sounds good to me. He's like, so when Doctor Ritter asked me to pick a bottle to drink, I picked the iced tea one, and then Sheena starts dying laughing, and she says, and and Billy's like, is it that funny? What's the big deal? She said, no, 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 you don't understand, Billy. We must be thinking alike because I did the exact same thing. I took one of the bottles too, and. I poured out the plankton and I put in iced tea and I was going to pull the same prank. <laughs> see, it's this one. So she pulls out a bottle and drinks it. Just see, this is the bottle of iced tea. And then her eyes bulge and she makes a weird face. So now I'm going to read the first paragraph and the last paragraph of the book. of This 113 page book. I'm back. Oh, wow, she groaned. Did I drink the right bottle? Oh, my goodness. When I think of Deep Trouble 2, the first thing I think of is iced tea. we mm, we'll have to drink iced tea at our Goosebumps treats party. Oh, my gosh, yes. Do you promise? I promise. So, last time when, when we did Deep Trouble 1, we did not watch the corresponding television show because there is a two-part television episode called Deep Trouble. It is not called Deep Trouble 2. But... Even though the plot of Deep Trouble, to Deep Trouble, the television show, isn't anything like Deep Trouble itself, it is more like Deep Trouble 2. So we saved it for today. And we watched it. Matthew, before we go on to the TV episode, I'd like to know what your 16-year-old self, what grade you gave oh, what to, did they give Deep it? Trouble 2. I think I was cr- cruel. I gave it a D. You gave it a D. I gave it a D, a doctor D. Um, I give it higher than that. I think it's because it's just I think like it's fun. It's fun, full tilt monster madness. There's a stupid ending to it because so much happens with it. I give it either a B minus or a C plus, but I'm leaning towards a B minus. Oh, how sweet! Yeah. So now let's talk about the TV episodes. Ooh. These are the last episodes of the Goosebumps TV series. Are they really? The very last ones. What's so funny, listeners, is that, you know, like, I've watched Goosebumps ad nauseam. I've seen certain... Like, The Haunted Mask is the piece of entertainment I've seen most... It's Li- my water bottle. Oh, okay. I'm drinking water. Okay, hydrate to dominate. Um, uh, the Haunted Mask is the piece of entertainment I've seen most out of anything that exists that's ever been made. And I've watched Same. the series a lot. But for some reason today when we were watching these Deep Trouble two-parters... I don't know how I miss these episodes. I remember parts about it, but I don't think I've ever consciously made it to the end. I'm sure I've watched this two-parter episode in its entirety before. I just did not remember a lot of it. So when we were watching it just now, it was like I was watching it for the first time. I've seen it before a few times. I've seen them before a few times. They, the, as I said, the final episode of the series, it's season four, episodes seven and eight. There were only eight episodes in the fourth season. Mm. And they both aired on November 16th, 1998. And okay. that was it. Wow. Goodbye, Goosebumps. Wow. I know. Did the Chilogy come after that? Chilogy came before it. Chilogy okay. was season three. Okay, just kidding. Yeah, so let's talk about these episodes yeah, let's just. It's just not like the book. No, it's 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 uh. There's some things that are similar, but we'll just here. Let's just like fly through, please. So the it. episode starts off with Sheena, but you guys throughout this episode, she constantly is called by Billy and herself Sheena the Jungle. I think what they're trying to say is Sheena of the Sheena jungle. of the, of the Jungle, but. It's like, you think you're doing Sheena the Jungle? And she's like, I'm Sheena the Jungle. Oh, yeah, right. Sheena the Jungle strikes again, huh? I'm Sheena the Jungle. Sheena is also, Sheena and Billy appear to be the same age. Yes. Billy, if if not Sheena being slightly older, I don't know, it's hard to tell, but it's definitely not Big Brother Little Sister. No, so it starts off with Sheena is in a sailboat. It's not really in the ocean. I have reason... It's like a dirty Canadian lake. Yeah, it looks like a dirty Canadian lake. And she's... She's boringly... Canadian lake. Yeah, she's boringly fishing. And she's kind of like talking to the water. And she's like... Oh, fishing. Uh, This is so lame. And she has like a bucket hat with like little fish things tagged on it for the whole episode. And then we see there's a shark's fin... In the water, and it's like, oh no, a shark is going to come attack Sheena. Not unlike the neoprene um, gray pillow that I g- gave a real stink about 46 minutes ago about the prank or whatever. And it turns out, from, this, from the beach, it is Billy. He has like a, a remote control. Remote control. And was like, I scared you, I controlling scared Controlling this robotic shark's fin or whatever that she, she ends up, up screaming saying. like but but a let's shark. just let's just talk about this for a second this episode, you're not going to get a lot of beach or water action, okay? And the beach and water action you get is the beaches, it lots and lots of woods. So the second you get into the sand, it turns into woods. So this episode, strangely, doesn't feel very summery and, like, beach no, time. it, it feels doesn't like feel they... beachy at all. A lot of it takes place, like, in the woods and in this house in the woods. So anyway, so Sheena comes back in, in her rubber boat from half-fishing and... Um, Billy's like, okay, let's walk through the woods to go to Uncle Harold's house where they are staying. So their parents dropped them off at their Uncle Harold's house In the middle of the woods At this beach And there's nothing to do In this beach town There's no like Video games to play Or whatever kids there's did There's no in the Cassandra There's no boat Like the books There's none of that They're just looking For their Uncle Harold And they talk about How lame it is Like even They say even the fish Are bored here And so while they're On the dirt The dirt beach Walking towards the house They find a shark. They tooth. find a giant Styrofoam shark's tooth No it's a shark's tooth That's so big That he picks it up Like it's a fluffy pillow Like it's nothing Yeah, he picks it up and throws it around like it's light styrofoam and it looks like styrofoam. And they're like, huh, what's this giant shark's tooth doing on the beach? And they're like... You know, like, this can't be real. But then they realize that it is real. And they're like, oh. So, they, so they, it, they kind of act as if a shark is chasing them. And they, like, run. They're like, oh, no, we've got to get out of here. Help, help. Dr. Harold. Uncle Harold. So they get into this house, which is kind of like a plain, very kind of big white house in the middle of the woods. And they yell for Uncle Harold for, like, 45 minutes. But after a while, they see this, like, trail of green slime that's, like, inside the house. And, like, Billy picks some up some up with his fingers. And he's like, huh, it smells like seawater. What is it? And huh. so they're like, let's go walk around to try to find what green slime thing has come into the house. And, like, Billy even says, like, things are boring. Now they're unboring. So Billy goes outside with a broom to, like, attack whatever the green slime thing is that has come into the house. And they can't really find, they don't really find anything. They don't find anything. There's a lot of this episode where it's as if, like, it's from some monster's POV with, like, vague, generic monster noise, like, staring at them in the through the trees, but it never pays off. Then this episode literally turns into stay out of the basement because they can't find Uncle Harold. They're like, maybe he's in the basement in his science lab where he does science experiments. And Casey and Margaret are like, you know, Dad said we shouldn't go down there because he's making plants down there. So Casey and Margaret go downside to Uncle Harold's um, uh, lab to go find him. Maybe he's down here. Uncle Harold's lab? As in Uncle Harold's lab where we're never supposed to go unless it's an emergency? I think Giant Sharks qualifies as emergencies. Uncle Harold? Hello, you down there? Billy! And it's lit up with like green shining lights, and it's like a bunch of just like fish tanks, And they're like oh wow it's really cool down here and they find this like test tube full of stuff like ew what is it oh it smells exactly like that slime stuff and then sheena's like hey billy put that down and they fight over it for literally no reason for no reason and of course you know the bottle's gonna go flying and it does and it lands in a tank that has like a piranha looking fish yeah That's like a draw... I I don't know how to explain this fish. It looks like a drawing of a fish that they just have floating in the water. There are some sus special effects in this episode, and some that are, like, actually pretty good, but, like, the ones that are not very good, I kind of thought were charming. Then they hear... um, Two men coming down the stairs, bananas in pajamas coming down the stairs. And it's, like, it's it's Doctor... It's Uncle Harold and his assistant, Doctor... His assistant, Ritter. Don't they just call him Ritter? They do. And they're like, oh, no. The experiments. You're... No, the experiments. You shouldn't do that with the experiments. No, the experiments. And And they're like, oh, ever since Luis went missing. Oh, Luis. Luis went missing. And oh, the experiments. We have to protect D13. We have to protect D23. So, by the way, Dr. Deep... Um, Uncle Harold is played by um, a man named Paul Miller and he was uh, Cooper's dad in The Barking Ghost oh I don't even remember is that interesting oh and and also Sheena the actress that plays Sheena her name is Laura Vandervoort she also plays Nadine in the season three episode, The Haunted House Game, which we'll get to when we get to Tales to Give You Goosebumps. Oh, wow. I didn't realize that. And uh, while we're here, there's also a, uh, like, a maid sort of woman named Janet who's, like, in all, like, just hangs around Yeah, we'll get to her in just a second. For God knows why. And she is also, she plays the bus driver in Werewolf Skin, which we'll get to in a couple episodes. Wow. Anyway, just some stupid trivia that's pointless. Um, and also Dr., I mean, Uncle Harold, to me, it doesn't follow, I don't think, I guess he was Cooper's dad too, but it doesn't follow to me what we've had recently in Goosebumps episodes where they're, like, cartoony glasses-wearing scientist dads. He's, like, vague, young, se- sexy-ish, mullet-haired. Like, I was surprised how, like, young and, like, fresh, movie, yeah, movie star he was. Well, I will say that, you know, with the sort of, like – he's not portrayed as he is in the book at no. all. And they... Th- both Billy and Sheena are, like, a little scared of him. And, like, they're and, not very close. And talk about him as if he's, like, a nightmare and he's a terror. And at one point, even... Bill, was it Billy or Sheena say that it seems like he's been taking nasty lessons? Oh, Sheena says that, yeah. So that's a pretty good line, I think. Um, And so... They hear them arguing and basically then they go, Billy and Sheena hide as they hear Ritter and Dr. Deep, or, or sorry, Uncle Harold arguing about D-13. Then they go back upstairs and they're like, D-13, what's that? And then they're like, oh, no. And they look over and they see that. They hear a giant crash. The year giant crash and look over and see that that fish, that that sort of drawn fish is now absolutely huge. And horrifying. And has like spikes coming out of it. And the spikes like start shooting out of it and try to kill them. Yeah, literally this like big angry and I love the practical special effects of all of it. Um, start these shooting these barbs, like these really big, thick thick spikes spikes. And I was like, should that fish be drowning in like oxygen? Like shouldn't it need like water or something? So like Sheena and Billy run around the bottom of the lab while these giant spikes shoot at them horrifyingly. They hide in a closet and the, sh- the spikes shoot through the door and almost impale their little heads. And they're trapped in that closet and they can't get out. And then... Um, they're like, No, be quiet. Maybe if we're quiet, the fucking fish or whatever will think that he got us and will go away. And, and so they s- wait for half a second, they're like, Oh, we don't hear him. He must have think he must think we're dead. But then just then sexy Dr. Harold comes in and is like, Kids, what are you doing? And he's wearing only earth tones and he literally says, I told you, don't go in the basement. And they're like, no, you don't understand, you don't understand, but uh, there was this thing and, uh, and, uh... And so they go back upstairs and Dr. Ritter's like, stupid kids, who's also pretty young himself too, these are just young, generic brunette white guys, um, uh, the kids explain what they saw and what they found and Ritter's like, oh, he He shows them the shark tooth. And he's like, oh, whatever, those, um... Those slime trails that you saw were just me. I was just trying out my new flippers in the house. And this is flip-flops in the house. And this is... Um, yeah, you said flippers. Oh, I thought I'd thought I written, written that down well. I it was flippers. No, I think you're right. No, that makes much more sense. I specifically told you two not to go into the basement. We saw this weird slime and heard these noises. Uh, those must have been my footprints. I was trying out my new flippers in the house. It was Billy's idea, Uncle Harold. Oh, yeah, thanks. Thanks a lot. It doesn't matter whose idea it was. The point is you were told to stay out of the lab. We're working on some very sensitive experiments in there. Um and this is where we we are, where we are introduced to that sketch made Janet that you just mentioned earlier which is kind of like an unsung pointless character but like she's just a bitter woman, like very bitter woman. She's too extra for me. I, I just think this actor is too over She's just kind of this like old, frowning, frowny, angry woman who just like gives you like suspicious looks as she walks through the back of scenes. Too many this suspicious episodes. looks. There's one where she's hiding behind a plant and just staring through the leaves of the plant, but it not, nothing comes of it at all. So dr ritter young ritter and uncle harold dr deep whatever none neither one of them are trying to hear billy and sheena talking about the shark tooth trying to hear this like they don't want to hear about any of it and ritter basically tells the kids like hey uncle harold is under a lot of pressure to be like amazing or whatever you know like you know to come up with something really great they're grounded they're grounded you can't go to the beach you have to stay here yeah so and they're like stay the hell away from the beach and Billy's like, it's nothing but beach. But I was like, bitch, like, there is so much woods going on here. So Billy and Sheena are, like, out playing Go Fish, like, on the lawn or something. And that oh. that maid woman comes up and is like, who ate my, you ate my chocolate cake. I know you ate my chocolate cake. And they're like, what are you talking about? And they end up sort of walking around and finding a trail of, of cleanly cut pieces of chocolate cake. Yeah, cake by the ocean. W- explain to me what the cake has to do with anything. Um, it's, uh, fucking... Hansel and Gretel I don't know I can't remember I honestly can't remember What the cake has to do With anything I don't know They follow the cake To the ocean And I I don't know Somebody must have Like stolen the cake I guess Maybe it's this man They're about to find And they run into a man Who's who's like Comes out of the ocean He's He's like He's completely dry Just came out of the ocean And his like Clothes are and he says... And he's completely dry. He's like Lady Milbert, or something. Lady Milton. He says, Lady Milton, Lady Milton, and then, like, falls over. They take him inside, and Ritter's like, oh, he's in shock. Oh, oh, Lady Milton. He must, there must be a missing lady out in the ocean. Let's go find Lady Milton. Janet, call the police, get him an ambulance. We all need to go together to find Lady Milton. Lady Milton. The water. In the water. So, Ritter and... Um, Ritter and D- Uncle Harold and Sheena and Billy get in a boat to go find, I don't know, Lady Milton. Because Meanwhile- the guy just said the, the, the words Lady Milton. Meanwhile, Lady Milton man is passed out dry on the couch. And Janet's like, fine, I'll call the police. Then picks up the phone. She's like, that's weird. The line's down. And then that's really, that's all that's there. And she's like, and she says very suspiciously, I do not understand this. Very suspiciously, she's like, I guess I'll have to use the truck to go get help. That's strange. The lines down again. I have to take the truck for help. Yeah, I don't get dun, it. Dun, dee. So uh, on the little tiny, tiny little boat that Ritter and Uncle Harold and Billy and Sheena are on, they end up going to this island that's like, they're like, huh, this is weird. The island looks suspiciously exactly like the beach that we saw earlier. And they're like, huh, this is an island. Weird. And Billy and Sheena and Uncle Harold get out of the boat and as soon as they do, Gritter pulls away. Very, very quickly. And they're like, and he's like, fuck you guys. Like, good luck living on this island now. I'm leaving to go protect all the work we did on D13. And... Uncle Harold and Sheena and Billy all just kind of stand there, and they're like, oh, no, is he really leaving? And then, like, Dr. Ritter, like, waves, and then he goes off into the ocean, leaving them now with their new lives on this abandoned island. And they don't even seem that shook by it. They're like, oh, okay, whatever, end of part one. So this is where part two begins. Their their new lives on this new abandoned island, they're totally la-la-loo about it. And Uncle Harold explains to them. Uncle Harold... Ex- explains what D13 is. And teaches them about plankton. And, and said he's, that- he was like, plankton turns carbon dioxide into oxygen. He's like, and the type of... D13 is a new type of plankton, something that we inject into plankton that allows it to produce four times the amount of oxygen. And it would feed the, the world. And it was going to be so helpful, but... Ritter and solve world hunger, which I think is the fucking stupidest, most hilarious thing so, ever. So see how different this is from the book, where now it's, like, them Ritter and, like, Dr. Deep So weirdly, together. like, Billy goes off into the woods on the woods beach to go find Lady Milton. Well, see, what happens is, first, they find, in a, like, in, like, a shipwrecked tiny little boat. And on the boat, there is, like, a chewed up life preserver that says Lady Milton. That was the name of the boat. So that was the name of the boat and it looks like the boat was like torn apart by like a monster and Sheena's like I know that every ship has something on it and it will help us and they're like what is it? And she said a lifeboat so they have to like start they start looking through the entire island for a lifeboat that was part of the ship. And they kind of split up. They sort of split up and Billy's like alone he gets kidnapped in the woods by something we don't really see. And then, um, and then, then Doctor finds and like Sheena. a wooden canoe, and is like, "Oh, this can help save us." And they're like, "Huh, this canoe looks like it was just put placed here, or it's just been used. That's weird." And then they, but they like, don't have time to think about it because really soon they're attacked by an absolutely giant, massive iguana. Yeah, a blue screen iguana. That, it's hysterical. It's so funny. And then, then a huge blue screen like crab that comes towards them, and it is just like piss piss poor special effects but it looks it's still kind of fun and so like um Sheena and Uncle Harold run from like the giant giant iguanas and the giant crab into this like shack they find a shack and, and he was like it's vision is based a T-Rex's vision is based on movement reptiles don't see very well but they're sensitive to even the smallest vibration we have to stay there so we have to be really quiet. And we're like, oh, okay. And then Dr. Deep gets like pulled through the ground by like Well, Well, sh- well first... Um, I'm just trying to get through this. I know. Like, it's crap. Uncle Harold's like, we, we got to get out of here. And Sheena's like, what about Billy? And Uncle Harold more or less says like, fuck Billy. He's dead. We don't have time for him. We have to get back to that canoe. Get off this island. I'm not leaving here without my brother. There's a very good chance that Billy... What? Well... He was like, well, it's possible, Sheena, that, well, he may not. And then Rise, saying that he gets sucked underground by a giant green werewolf of fever swamp. Yes, a green hand pulls him down, and it's the same like sort of werewolf fever swamp noise. And she's like, "Oh no!" And she's like, "I'm Sheena the Jungle. I can handle this." So she picks up a stick and hops down the hole well, where Uncle Harold. Well, was no, just she, she, she's into. like, "I can fight," and then she says, "Yeah, right," and then jumps and just jumps into the hole and follows him down there. So she finds herself in a giant underground blue tunnel underneath. Um, underneath this abandoned island. There's so much beach. This is just like Deep Trouble, right? And she's underneath there with her stick, and there's a giant snake down there that's following her, which I thought the special effects were kind of good because they were so bad, but kind of good down there. And we see this like whole underground world of torches, and Billy, covered in soot, runs into her and is like, Oh hey, I found you down here. What happened? And then a giant ant attacks them. It's the ant from Awesome Ants, by the way. And this, and it's been green screen, green screen special effects. But this ant is a practical, like big rubbery ant. And the ant like attacks them, but is stopped by a man with like there's all by this shrouded figure with a torch. And the shrouded figure. Are you guys that, following all this? This is I'm all not. so ridiculous. And they're, they all, Doctor D, or oh, sorry, Uncle Harold, and <coughs> Billy and Sheena, real like meet this figure with like um, cl- green claw hands, and he he pulls back his like hood, and it's a very sexy man with blue. It's a Very sexy young guy with like an octopus squid face with like blue suction cups all over his face, and he explains that. He is Lewis, who not Louise. Not Luis, as he was called in the first episode. Lewis, and that he was their assist, like Doctor Deep and Ritter's assistant, and Ritter was paying him extra to secretly feed him D thirteen, and that's what happened to him. He told there be he was told there would be no side effects, but that he would just get stronger, and instead he turned into a really ten, sexy octopus, a guy. a really central, sexy octopus guy, and he says he's like And he was like, and Doctor Deep, and and. Ritter have to pay for what they did, have to pay for what they did, and all of these figures show up. These shrouded figures, and they take off their robes or whatever, and we see underneath, they all have absolutely... Terrifying warped monster fish faces, all different kinds. One of them is like the piranha people, like head from Chakra and Shock Street. One is a mask that was like a red demon mask that was used for two seconds in One Day at Horrorland. And it's like they're like crowding around them, like grrr, grrr, grrr. And they're like, We're all the diseased fish assistants who were fed D13 or something. And Billy and Sheena convinced them they were like, No, it couldn't have been Uncle Harold. No, it wasn't Uncle Harold. It was Ritter. It was all Ritter. Uncle Harold didn't know, and Uncle Harold's Wait, like, I didn't know. Right before that, when we're they're surrounded by all the diseased fish assistants, their plan is to feed Uncle Harold and Billy and Sheena to this giant tarantula oh, that that's comes right. out. So we get a snake, we get a tarantula, we get a crab, we get an iguana. This, like They're just throwing everything into the Right, system. but like as you said, Sheena appeals to them or whatever, and it's like, no, 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 it's Ritter. It's Ritter that all did this. Ritter's been dumping everyone on the island. Ritter, Ritter, Ritter. <sighs> Destroy it. R- R- Ritter's the one you want. I didn't know that he was conducting the tests on humans. You ordered the experiments on us. Ritter told us so, and your name was on the checks. You must believe me. He was my assistant. He had access to all my papers, checkbooks, everything. It's too late. We will decide your fate, but your invention has determined ours. <sighs> You and Billy, stay back. Ritter used Wallace's experiments so he could get rich. And we can prove it. (laughs) How? Just think about it. Why would Uncle Harold, my brother, and I come to this island if we knew what was going on? Ritter brought us here to get us out of the way. Yeah. So he could have D13 all to himself. He was probably planning to sell it to a company with no regard for the consequences. So he could get rich by hurting innocent people. So they're like they they were like we'll go back to the island we'll go back to the I don't know the beach or something. Don't know why they didn't do that sooner, but whatever. And I guess they'll I guess the fish people have a boat or something. I don't know because the next thing we see is Ritter back on the other island and he's like trying to quickly pack up and like get the hell out of Dodge or whatever. And while he's packing up, he sees some of that green slime. And he's like, oh, no, there's green slime here. That means there's evil assistants that I turn into fish people. And so he starts running away. And then, like, um, he gets into a boat and tries to, like, get get out into the ocean. But then the assistants, like, with their terrifying masks, like, kill him or whatever. <sighs> Um, and then we cut to Uncle Harold saying to now not octopus suction cupped face Lewis looking really sexy saying like, hey, well, got you the antidote. Everything's fine now because I have the antidote of D13 and that's it for D13. And Uncle Harold is like typing on a laptop that has nothing on it He on it. He says, according to my calculations, the antidote will work and it will work in the next 48 hours. And they're like. What about the fish in the ocean? They're like, mm-hmm. They all have the antidote now, and they'll go back down to their normal size in 48 hours. Everything is fine. They're like, but what happened to Ritter? And it's like, I don't know. Maybe he'll show up someday. I promise you guys, rest of your vacation will be completely normal. No mad scientists, no monsters, just a nice quiet summer. Good. Just one thing, though. What do you think happened to Ritter? Yeah, he sort of disappeared after those fish people got hold on him. Oh, I don't think we've heard the last of him. Guys like Ritter always show up sooner or later. And I, I, I turned to down. I was like, Ritter's fucking dead. Like the fucking fish people fucking killed him, right? Then we have this totally inane scene where it's like it tells on the crypt dish. It's like ambiguously, I don't even know where it is, but there it's like kind of in the beachy woods or something. And there's like, step right up, come on here and see the living fish man or something. And it's the Janet, it's the maid woman. She has her hair down and she's like animated and is like, step right up, come and see him. I have him right here. He's the fish man. And it sort of like pans into this like tent and some guy's like, that looks fake. I don't believe it. And you pan over, and there is Ritter with like a fish face, and they they try to make it look like he's underwater but instead they just animate bubbles and have put a lot of gel in his hair <laughs> so his hair is looks like it's floating in water it's just a tank an empty tank but they're trying to convince us that there's water in it with animated bubbles it makes and, no fucking sense and it's like a little tootly music and that's how the episode that's how the series ends and what a ripoff oh it's totally fake I gotta say, like, they really... you know, like they kind of gave up in the end. It's a bust, they're like a total bust. I don't at all recommend watching these two episodes. No. A lot of like, you know, when it's summertime, it's like I like to watch The Werewolf of Fever Swamp, as I said on here, because it seems like such a hot kind of book. I kind of watch Ghost Beach, I guess, but that always feels so cold and whatever. And so even tonight or today, when we were watching Deep Trouble, I was like, maybe this be my new summer watch. I'm like, nah, girl. No, but I will say, it's not summer. I recommend reading Deep Trouble and Deep Trouble too. I think they're both a lot of fun. Oh, definitely. Um, but the television episodes, uh, and not that so much. Well, summer's almost over, Daniel. It's about time to go back, back to, to school. school. Um, we still have... Hold on, how many 59? We have four books left. Four books left, and that is it for the original series, you guys. Wow, is that real? Oh, my gosh. No, it's true. But, but two out of the final four are really great. It's true. They <laughs> really are. And here they come. The ha- We'll see you guys at the haunted school next time. Do you promise? If you want to stalk us online, go for it. My Instagram is Matthew underscore Scott underscore Montgomery. My Twitter is IRobotUJane. And I try to do my best to respond to everything Goosebumps related. Me too. My Twitter is Daniel Montgomery. And my Instagram is DanielXMontgomery, so say hi. You can also email us at welcome to deadcast at gmail.com, and we'll do our best to get back to you. And we love hearing from you. And please subscribe and re- write us reviews. We just love you. Yeah, and just smash that subscribe button and just tune in. And don't forget to tell all your friends and turn out and flip it up and turn it out and pop it in and suck it up. Yeah, you heard it here first. Oh, man. Well, I hope you had a real good time with <laughs> us tonight. Thank you. And maybe we'll see under the sea you guys next episode. If, if you, you dare. you Each little snail here, don't have to wail here. That's why it's hot. I'm not me, I'm not me. I'm I'm not me. i I'm not me. I'm not me. I'm